This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. My name is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And while on our website, please click on the radio page to check out our past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And as always, please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, listeners, there are certain ages that many of us associate with retirement, like 62 and 65, for example. But age 72 doesn't always get the publicity of other birthdays, and it should, because that's when you must begin taking required minimum distributions, or RMDs, from your tax-advantaged retirement accounts. So today on our show, we're going to examine some of the very specific topics relating to RMDs. And before I do that, I'd like to welcome in my co-host, who I always have a great time with, uh, Mr. Tony Shore. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nick. And I have to say, uh, it's I may be the first person in history to say this, but I'm excited about the show on RMDs. <laughs> I think we're actually well, this... we're actually going to have fun with it, but there, things have changed, and there are some new rules, and there are a lot of rules just in general, and some of which I, I don't think a lot of people realize or know about. So this is going to be a great discussion. But before we get into that discussion, I have to tell you, I've had a crazy busy week, just everything going on. And this coming weekend, actually, it'll be uh, when people hear the show, um, probably the very next day, my grandfather is turning 101 years old. Oh, my gosh. And he will walk to his birthday party, walk in on his own, and uh, may even drive there. Um, Wow. And he's mentally sharp, um, so still active, so... A pretty impressive. Uh, got to drive down. Tony, to that is so impressive. Isn't that, is that crazy? Awesome. I mean, if we could all get to that point, that would be just just spectacular. Yeah, That's great. especially with our memory intact. You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, I already have well, and, my memory's already worse than my grandfather's. So. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, Tony, think about this. So he's been uh, dealing with RMDs for thirty years. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Yeah, because wow, when wow. when he uh, turned seventy and a half, that's when he had to start taking RMDs. So, yeah, out of yep. his IRAs, and I don't know how many IRAs he has, but I'm sure he has at least one or two. So, yeah, yep. yep. Uh, so that's interesting. <laughs> he has been taking those now. Um, he didn't have a four hundred one k because he was a farmer, so he owned his own farm. So, there you have it. He still lives on that same farm, and that's the farm where he grew up, and where my dad grew up. And where I grew up, because my mom and dad's house is right across the lane. So, and it was homesteaded by um, the Shore family. So it's been, it's a, 
It's the a century American farm. dream to its fullest. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Um, well, and we could do a whole show on this, but it, hopefully it won't get lost because of the, they're taking away the step up in basis, you know, because yep. then when he passes, yep, thinking about that, if they have to sell, then they'd have to pay taxes on the whole, or they'd have to, they couldn't keep the farm because they'd have to pay taxes on the value of the inheritance. So that's exactly right. We've talked yep. about that too. So that's important, but RMDs, uh, let's get into this. I mean, I think it's interesting because a lot of people know in general terms what a required minimum distribution is or RMD. I thought it stood for really massive donut, but it RMD <laughs> RMD actually stands for required minimum distribution. And uh, that doesn't mean the reality, though, uh, when an RMD hits when we turn 72, it's a rude awakening for some people, isn't it? It, it, it sure is. I mean, I talked with our clients about this all the time and you know, if you if you have a tax advantaged account, you know RMDs are certainly inevitable. Uh, but what does that mean exactly, right? And so and so the first thing I would say is, you know, if you begin socking away money into a tax deferred account decades before you retire, everything seems great. You're just in growth mode. But then as you get closer to 70 and 71 and then obviously 72, like we're talking about today, um, things change. And that's because uh, Uncle Sam has determined that it's time for you to begin taking withdrawals, whether you're ready to or not. And so that age is 72 now. And remember that, you know, you're not only going to need to determine how much you have to withdraw this year, uh, but you also uh, must be ready to pay the taxes on those distributions. And that's the main point that uh, that Uncle Sam is asking you that now you have to start paying some taxes, right? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, taxes are a big concern, especially in retirement. If you have a, a fixed budget or you want to avoid, uh, you know, paying more than your fair share and you want to minimize that tax burden. So taxes always seem to play a part. And then that's where a required minimum distribution comes in. And Uncle Sam gets what Uncle Sam wants, right? Um, but wasn't it the it was the 2019 or the 2019 SECURE Act? that changed when we have to begin taking our RMDs? That's right. So when Trump was in office, he he changed the RMD uh, age. And with that legislation, if you turned 70 and a half in 2019, you should have taken your first RMD by April of the next year, 2020. But if you turned 70 and a half in 2020 or later, then you should have taken your first RMD no later than the year that you turned 72. Okay. And so basically it went from age 70 and a half to 72. And so they, they pushed out an extra 18 months of when you're going to be able to kind of delay RMDs if you want to. And then going forward, after you reach the age of 72, every year RMDs must be taken out by December 31st of that current calendar year. So if you, uh, turn 72, you can take that first RMD, uh, up to April 1st of the year after you turn 72 for the first one. You don't have to take it. Only, in for, only for the first one. That's yeah. right. But uh, why? Uh, that's weird. So what type of accounts have these RMDs? Right. So RMDs generally apply to the original owner of traditional IRAs, simple IRAs, SEP IRAs, or retirement plans like 401ks and 403bs. And one thing to note here is we've talked about uh, on previous shows is Roth IRAs don't have required minimum distributions, which is a huge thing and, yeah, and a great big. thing. Um, now, 
Tony, RMDs are taxed as ordinary income with uh, the top tax rate today, this year of 37%. Okay. And so if you delay your first RMD, like you just talked about, you might have to take two distributions in one year. Okay. And, and if you do that, that's going to add some insult to injury when you think about um, how much your income could increase, right? Right. Well, yeah. And so uh, obviously, again, with that uh, rule, when you take your first one, you can take it as late as April of the following year. But uh, doesn't taking two RMDs in one year have tax implications? Definitely. So there are some potential implications from a tax standpoint if you take two RMDs in a single year. So a couple of things. So first, doing so is is going to probably nudge you into a higher tax bracket. And that means a larger chunk of your Social Security income could be subject to taxes as well. And then second, it's possible that you could end up paying more for things like Medicare Part B and Part D because those premiums are based on your income, right? And so um, to determine a good time to take your first RMD, you really wanna review your tax bills through two different lenses. Uh, first, you, um, you wanna take a look uh, at your first RMD the year that you turned 72, and second, waiting until the next year and then doubling that up, okay? And so if you are currently working with uh, somebody like myself, a financial services professional, uh, which I'd always urge you to do, uh, they're going to be able to help you figure out and offer you some guidance of, about those specific times of when to take those RMDs and how this works. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. And uh, obviously it's important to understand these things. It just makes it uh, that much more important to work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional that can help you with this. And speaking of help, how do you go about calculating what your RMDs are? Right. So it's pretty straightforward, actually. So what you do is you divide your year end account balance from the previous year by the IRS life expectancy factor that's determined by your birthday in, in this calendar year. OK, and so the IRS publishes that table every year. If you own more than one IRA, you have to calculate the RMD for each account, Tony. But um, you may be willing or able, I should say, to take the total RMD from just one of those IRAs uh, or any combination of the IRAs that you have. And so, for example, if, if you own an IRA that's smaller than your total RMD, for instance, you could empty out that smaller IRA to get rid of it and then take the remainder from, um, you know, from a larger IRA for that RMD. Ah, okay. So uh, where do 401ks fit into all this? Perfect, perfect question. And so, Tony, when you turn 72, your 401ks are also subject to RMDs. But the similarities end there because if you own multiple 401ks, you have to calculate and take each 401k RMD separately. Mm. Now, you can take your annual RMD in either a lump sum or through monthly or quarterly payments. And oftentimes we talk with clients about this because post postponing your RMD until the end of the year is going to give your money more time to grow tax deferred. And whatever you do, you know, you just want to make sure to withdraw that entire amount by the deadline, which is at the end of each year, typically. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is great information. Uh, do you have anything else for us before we take a quick break here, Nick? Well, sure. Listeners, you can always just visit our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com or give us a call at 541 541- 
773-9567 to discuss how we might be able to help answer any questions you have in regards to insurance planning or financial planning or specific topics like we're talking about today with RMDs. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Nick. And listeners, we'll be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk right after this. Are you apprehensive about what to do with your assets? Maybe you're exposing your assets to more or less risk than you're comfortable with. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions would be happy to help you figure this out. The Color of Money Risk Analysis assesses your financial picture to provide a Color of Money score that may help you bring your retirement into clearer focus. Take the Color of Money Risk Analysis at our website, jonesfinancialtalk.com, to determine what your risk tolerance is today. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions is a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today or any topics that you'd like to discuss, please give us a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. While you're on our website, please click on that radio page. It will provide lots of information about previous shows that are educational and hopefully you find uh, of interest. And listeners, during our show today, we've been discussing the required minimum distributions, or more commonly referred to as RMDs. And while RMDs don't always get a ton of attention in information packets and other marketing materials, the truth is that RMDs are a very, very essential part of many retiree strategies. Well, and you know what? We're going to get down to brass tacks right now, because you said a few times during that first segment that missing RMD deadlines can have nasty implications for your finances. So let's take a closer look at what those penalties are. Yeah, this this is going to be eye-opening, okay? And so, Tony, if you are required to take an RMD and you miss that RMD deadline, you could be looking at one of the IRS's most severe penalties. It's 50% of the shortfall. So let me give you an example here. That means that if your RMD was, say, $15,000, but you only took $11,000 this year, you'd owe the government $2,000 plus penalties uh, and income tax on that shortfall. Yikes. Okay. And so one way 50%. to avoid 50%, right? Oh. 50%. And so, and then, and then on top of that, penalties plus income tax on the shortfall. So one way to avoid forgetting to take your RMDs is to request that, um, you know, your financial advisor and IRA custodian automatically withdraws them um, towards the end of the year, no matter what. Ah, okay. Yeah. And really work with a financial services professional is the punchline here because you you gotta. So now I have another question. Uh, Does work, a lot of people are working longer and longer because we're living longer and people like to work sometimes now into their retirement years. What if you work past your 72nd birthday? What implications does that have for RMDs? Great, great question. So we get asked this all the time and it does definitely have some implications because there are several ways that you may be able to reduce your your RMDs and possibly even avoid them altogether. And so if you're still working after you turn 72, and you don't own more than 5% of the company that you work for, you can avoid taking RMDs from the current employer's 401k plan until you actually retire. Mm. Now, don't forget, though, that you'll still need to take RMDs from previous 401ks that you own, 
uh, in any IRAs that are sitting out there. But if your current employer's 401k allows money to be rolled into it, you could use that as a, as a workaround, okay? And so doing so means that you wouldn't have to take RMDs from a 401k until you're officially retired. Got it, got it. Now, uh, based on some of our previous conversations, Nick, I'm guessing a Roth rollover is probably a decent option for some people then, right? To uh, maybe avoid RMDs and tax on RMDs? Now, uh, another very good topic and question, Tony. So uh, listeners, if you have a 401k or a Roth 401k, I should say, rolling that money into a Roth IRA might be a smart move because they don't have required minimum distributions for the required or for the uh, original owner. Ah. So uh, if you're at least 59 and a half, and you've owned at least one Roth IRA for a minimum of five years, the money that you roll into the Roth IRA could potentially be used tax-free. And another way, another possible way to avoid RMZs is converting a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA. Now, you're still going to owe taxes on that conversion at your ordinary income tax rate, but slashing your, your traditional IRA balance is gonna reduce your future RMDs and the money in the Roth IRA can sit there as long as you want it to without any kind of penalty or required minimum distribution. Okay. Well, I've also heard you talk about uh, RMDs. Uh, they can be don donated to charity uh, to avoid paying the taxes on them. And uh, that's a useful strategy as well, right? It definitely is. Um, so when we're thinking about um, how it can work, right, and, and what we'd like to do there, if you have charities or causes that you're passionate about, you may want to consider a qualified charitable distribution, which is more commonly referred to as QCD. And doing so allows IRA owners who are at least 70 and a half to transfer as much as $100,000 directly to a charity every year. Okay. And, and that... Um, Qualified charitable distribution may then count as some or perhaps all of the owner's RMDs. And so that amount will not be tallied in your adjusted gross income, which is another reason to consider that. Well, yeah. And I've, you know, a lot of people, I've even heard of people uh, that, you know, the government's forcing you to take money out of your IRAs, even if you don't need it. So what they do then is uh, they like to, if people tithe to their church or give to their church, uh, they wait and then they give the RMD amount to their church and that way they don't have to pay taxes on that. You are exactly correct. So that qualified charitable uh, donation, right, um, is exactly a very potential, very, very good move for folks who want who take a standard deduction and therefore miss out on writing off charitable donations. And you know, here's an extra shot of good news, okay? So even people that itemize may be able to benefit from that same QCD or qualified charitable um, distribution, okay? Um, so smaller gross adjusted income makes it simpler to utilize certain deductions like writing off medical expenses that are greater than 7.5% of adjusted gross income. But QCD's taxable amount is zero, and so this strategy may help reduce your tax on Social Security or surcharges on Medicare premiums like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Give us an example of that. OK, so let's say that your RMD this year is going to be twenty thousand dollars. You could transfer the entire twenty thousand to charity and meet your RMD while at also adding zero dollars to your adjusted gross income. 
And so additionally, you could utilize a non-taxable qualified charitable distribution of say 15,000 and then use a taxable distribution of 5,000 to meet your R&D. Ah, so you can mix these any way you want. Oh, that's okay. great. Well, I, I think that's awesome. And I think we have time for one more piece of RMD wisdom here before we uh, go to another break. Okay. So how about this, Tony? So you may be able to use your RMD to make paying your, your taxes a little easier. Okay. And, and using what's called an RMD solution, you can request that your IRA custodian uh, withhold enough money from your RMD to cover your entire tax bill on all of your income sources for that mm. year. And so this strategy does come up from time to time with many of our clients, and it means that you don't have to mess with quarterly estimated taxes, right? And it's also going to probably help you prevent some underpayment penalties of those taxes. Ah, okay. It's actually been a fun and info-packed show. Uh, what do you have for us in our final segment today? Sure. So I thought we'd uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about some financial mistakes that during your 50s, maybe uh, more likely because it's often a period of your life when when you are uh, most unhappy at work. Yeah. OK, this has come up a lot, especially sure. because of covid. Yeah. Right. I've had lots of conversations. And in fact, a study that was conducted by economists um, that used data from 500,000 American and, and Europeans uh, determined that happiness was often at its lowest point when people were in their mid to late 40s. And a different study that I read uh, released uh, last year actually included data from 132 co countries reached a very, very similar conclusion. So interesting points to consider here, right? Well, yeah, that's true. And I, I think that's uh uh, a lot you want to be you you don't want to be miserable at your job and you want to be happy in retirement both uh, and that's why you need to work with a financial services professional a retirement planner who does this each and every day and that's what you help your clients with too and it's easy to see like you say how increasing unhappiness at work could lead a person to maybe make a rash financial decision or a decision about retirement that could put their entire financial strategy or retirement in jeopardy. So what's the first piece of financial sabotage that folks need to avoid? Yep. So the first common mistake, Tony, is um, that, that people would need to avoid is ditching, uh, you know, their financial strategy when the market uh, fools them. Okay. And this is a kind of good timing to talk about it <laughs> yeah, today it because the market's going we've nuts. Had, <laughs> we've had some significant volatility yeah. to start the year so far. Yeah. And, um, you know, th th but it is normal. OK, um, there are always if you think about historically, um, you know, 10 to 15 percent drops in the market about every 18 to 24 months. The main last one we had was obviously when COVID initially hit and, and the market has basically gone straight up since then until until January of this year. And um, the point that we need to make here, Tony, is you have to have a financial strategy in place when you're in your 50s and if you and if you make some rash decisions as you asked or mentioned earlier it could really really change right the way that um that you're going to be able to enjoy your retirement later and so i would just really let people know that uh you know the market is going to be part of everyone's financial strategy and you really should be talking to and working closely with somebody like myself um you know in the financial services uh, arena yeah oh for sure and you know uh, you've like we've talked about many times, crafting a lasting financial strategy is it's too important to do it on your own. So put a financial services professional on your team. 
Exactly, exactly. And, you know, Tony, the next thing I wanted to bring up is you should avoid overspending because you're too confident about your current financial status. This happens pretty oh, often, yeah. okay? And so if, if you've worked hard and, and played by the rules, and um, you know, then you're, you're definitely going to be entitled to enjoy yourself a bit. Um, so yes, take that vacation. But make sure that vacation doesn't turn into three months off, okay? And, and let's say for the sake of argument that you have the money for a three-month vacation today, does that necessarily mean that you're going to have that kind of money a year from now or 10 years from now? Um, probably not. I think at age 65, we might have the resources to live a good life, but that's not a reason to burn through money. Um, you know, what if we need long-term care when we're 80? Or what if a grandchild needs money to go to medical school? There's other things we might need that money for, too. It, you, you are exactly right. And, you know, the point is you need to have fun and enjoy your retirement. I mean, after all, that's what you work so hard for and earned. Uh, but we need to be prudent, right, and, and forward-thinking. And so, Another pitfall to avoid is making some hasty decisions about your career. So if you're in your 50s and have a good job and a steady job, uh, do you really want to quit it, right, and join a small, unproven company, let's say, even if it does present the chance for more income? Uh, the, the same is going to apply here now to starting your own business. I mean, right before you retire, uh, you know, for most folks, quitting their job a few years before that and using retirement savings or home equity to get a business off the ground just is not a smart financial move. And so we have to make sure and remind people about that as well. Oh, for sure. And, and I know you're not telling people to stay in a job that makes them miserable though, right? Certainly not. Certainly not. But I mean, you know, if you're 57, for example, and you can't handle your boss anymore, by all means, find find something else. But find one that uses your hard won skills and experience, because remember, older workers are increasingly uh, coveted by many employers because they know the lessons they've learned during their career and they have some real value to add. And so, you know, the next mistake that could put your retirement at risk is providing too much money and support for your kids and your grandkids. Okay. And most of us can probably relate to that, you know, that desire to, to help those that you love the most. And, and remember that money to help your kids purchase a home or to help your grandkids, you know, go to their dream college is one thing, but providing them with significant amounts of money, uh, you know, on, on, ongoing is another thing, you know, entirely. And so you just really need to keep that in check. Yeah. Yeah. Good points. One and all we're out of time though. It flew by. So Nick, before we go today, let our listeners know again, how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Listeners, if you're interested in, in talking about the topics we discussed today or anything about uh, retirement, uh, please feel free to give us a call at 541-773-9567, or you can visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Premier Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.